fate of the universe on the line. I want Iguodala. Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Sacktown got the receipts. So many years of no belief. Mavs struggle with Kai and still no one wants to believe why. New CBA in effect, minimum playing time, marijuana and other allowances made. As the Hall of Fame gets ready to welcome Dirk, TP and D-Wade. All this and more on the Hashtag Ball is Waiting Podcast, your favourite NBA podcast in an Indian accent. We are back at it again with episode 15 of season 6 and if this is your first time, please hit that like and subscribe button and help us out with your love. In the association this week, the NBA and the NBPA agreed on a new 7-year collective bargaining agreement, ushering a lot of changes big and small all throughout the association. The Sacramento Kings ended one of the biggest playoff droughts after securing their place in the top 8 teams in the West, and Mavericks run the risk of losing out on a chance to play in late April as they teetered to just outside the playing zone. Speaking of unthinkable, I've got with me as always, someone who is always confused between if and until and unless, someone who is a huge fan of Houdanets, and someone who is learning Luxembourgish, my co-host Vinny Zibaya. Is the first word I'm guessing is hello. What is the second one? How are you? I'm very good. Thank you. This uh, Luxembourgish sounds uh, extremely Eastern European. Mm, it's kind of German and French. Mix of German and French. Yeah, it sounds like Kazakhstan and like that uh, ex-Soviet Union kind of thing. It, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. No. That's a little bit more harsh. Moyen, Moyen. That doesn't sound like French. Also. No, Moyen is but more I... French. Moyen. Uh-huh. You gotta say it that way. You gotta sing song it, according to them. Uh, is it? Because German is like a very harsh, rough, la- harsh language, uh-huh. and so they wanted to sort of make it more, you know, flowing. Malu, Kurgi. Yeah, I don't know that. So I think it's kind of like Luxembourg like, is kind of like Kurgi, which is like a mix of. Kannada, Tamil, Malayalam, they kind of like took it all together and made a language, something very similar. We need talking about whatever the hell we are talking about, which we cannot disclose for uh, reasons of wanting to live. Did you see that Wemby dunk from the three-point line after that step back three miss? Uh, uh, I did not see you, that. You I did saw... not see that. Are you serious? Mm-mm. He did a step yes. back from the three-point line. Okay, hmm. the ball goes and hits the front of the rim. And guess who has already come back to put back Dunkitin? Vembiyama. Vembiyama, he has somehow... I was like, okay, maybe if you know somebody else will come in because I, why would ESPN show a miss three-pointer? It came back and he was already there. Imagine, step back, momentum taking you back. And by the time... In that slow motion, it was like one or two seconds. So maybe it's like a half a second. In the, this man had made the journey from the three-point line to the dunk, like boom, jump. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't seen it. It's everywhere. People, I, that Bowser sent it to us also. And one NBA official said that a lot of teams might really regret not tanking for Wembenyama. Uh, like, uh, yeah, I some. mean, I, I really, yeah, he's like totally. This is why I'm totally on the Spurs bandwagon. Like, okay. If there's anyone you had to tank for, this is the man. After LeBron, who did we ever think was worth tanking for? Zion? I can't remember. 
No, Zion wasn't Wembyama level, man. No, I mean, wasn't, but uh, didn't. No, I, mean, was, I, I think Zion yeah. was pretty like, oh, oh my God, we got no. thanked for Zion. Luka? Luka, no. but... No, Luka went third. Uh, I mean, they, like, they took... Luka, no, I'm not saying the talent-wise, they were not there. I'm just saying like there wasn't like this, you would see and you would be in awe kind of person. Yeah. That play was Like, LeBron was the same. Like, I remember LeBron's, yeah. like, high school highlights, them showing again, and I was like, whoa, this guy. I mean, that time, you know, you didn't even... I don't think we had YouTube also. I, I think they always hype up every projected number one pick, but this Wembenyama sort of thing is, this is ridiculous. Like, I don't think that is... Have we have ever seen anything of this no. at this sort of a mm-hmm. scale? I think the only thing that he might be like, you know, is that he's too thin, he's too skinny, too skinny. Mm. Unless he like goes all Giannis, you know, because when Giannis came, he was very skinny. Oh, very, very skinny. Much, I mean, very, very skinny. almost as skinny as his, but he was probably, I think, six inches shorter than Wembenyama. Crazy, man. Like, 7-5 is ridiculous. Like, we can't even imagine. Have you seen those POV videos of him? I mean, it, it seems like we are, this is the first time yeah, we're talking about Wembenyama, cra- but... It's crazy. That POV videos are just absolutely like he's dunking, he's just standing and dunking. Uh, Chet Holmgren also similar build, but he is four inches shorter than the Wembenyama. Shorter. He's just seven foot. Not, a good, shorter. Shorter, not as a good shooter, nothing. Like Wembenyama no, is a, good shooter. a very good shooter. And a very good shooter. But sure, I mean, he, you have to respect that shot. Like he's comfortable with the basketball. Right? This, that's the thing. I, I don't know if you remember this. Uh, Sean Jayachandran, uh, crossover mm-hmm. guy. He had talked about this uh, airport walk to recognize whether people are comfortable with their height. Like, he's seen a lot of, we were talking about with respect to the Indian tall people who, when they walk in the airport, they seem very labored and they can't, they're like, oh, 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 oh. Okay. You see the Indian, uh, not the Indian, the college players in the US who are seven foot and above who walk. They're walking very comfortable because. Naturally, that body is very comfortable with being yeah, that height. With their height, yeah. This, uh, this Vembenyama seven foot five. He walks like it is just like six foot three or something. Yeah. And I hope he goes to the Spurs. I hope. I really hope Tony Parker pulls something off. So you know how the odds work, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter, right? If Wemby says like I want to go to the Spurs, they will figure That's out. That's how it like, works. No, that's how no, it works. That, no, no, that's how it works. No, you can say that. Listen, I'm, I'm not. If you, if you, if you pick me, I'm just not going to like, you know, go, like I think Kobe did that, right, with the Boston Celtics. Or something like that. You want to tell them? No, no, no. I mean, the stories are wrong. But I, I mean, I, I've heard of people doing that thing. As in, if you draft me, I will not play for you, kind of thing. But uh, I, I don't, I, I don't think the league allows that. To be okay. I mean, they might be like, okay, fine. We'll not take him because he'll just play like I don't. Like, think play about, for you. think if you have a team, right? You have uh, the first pick, and the first pick guy says, "Listen, man, I don't want to come to your city. Don't pick me. It'd be a complete waste of all your assets and everything and your first pick." Hmm. Would you? Would you still risk taking that person? No, because then you can see the reason the draft works is because people, the players, are the commodities being sold and the. No, but Mark you can get drafted but also not join, right? Like Manu Ginobili got drafted but he didn't join. Dirk got drafted, he didn't join. They came after a year. Uh-huh, but he still went to the same team. Right? See, that that's yeah, an understanding. See, if you haven't... Okay, what I'm saying is if 
Wemby tries to arm twist, twist the arm twist the teams. They might be like, listen, this guy, uh, like we can't allow this to play. You give us back our draft picks. You take this guy and tell him to go somewhere else. Because I mean, if he doesn't want to play, if he wants to play that hard ball, where I will do what I want to do. Because at the end of the day, it's a market. You have to have like little balance. You can't be like I will go wherever I want to go. No, but I feel like the Spurs will also like sweeten the deal, like give them some draft picks, give them a lot of stuff. Very simple, like it won't be a pick I, swap. It won't I, be like okay, I'll we'll take we'll take Wemby and you take like our fourth pick. You take uh, Coach Pop. We we'll talk about uh, what is closer to us, which is the the playoff, the play in, the postseason. MVP which is gonna happen. MVP, no more MVP. We are done with MVP. No I think they they're gonna give it to last final MVP. final. Like what's MVP? Right, even I feel the same. So we we need talking about the playoffs and play in. Uh, like I said, you know, one week of uh, NBA games left. It's been a long season. We have so much fighting and clamoring happening in the Western Conference. The Eastern Conference, pretty much uh, everyone is set in that. You know, that uh, one to ten position is sort of pretty locked up, unless something dramatic happens, which won't. In the Western Conference, we've got the Warriors, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Pelicans, uh, okay, all see, of them fighting friend. for. Okay, see, uh, okay, see, I think we'll Timberwolves. probably fall out. But, but Dallas Mavericks, all those teams fighting, six teams fighting for four places, and they're also fighting to not have to play the Nuggets or the Sacramento Kings in the, I mean, the Memphis Grizzlies. Or the Suns. Nobody wants to play the Suns. Yeah, nobody, nobody wants, wants to play the Suns in the fire. And Suns are like number four right now, right? After the mm-hmm. Kings. So number I think fifth Clippers position were, is also Clippers like were a going hawk. up. Clippers were. The Clippers are going up and then they realize, you know what? We don't want to play the Suns yeah. first. So. We don't want to go to <laughs> Warriors Suns. That could be an that that'll be an amazing matchup. I think Warriors also realize that ah, we also don't want to win. That's why that uh, that Nuggets game they lost even without Nikola Jokic. They were like just shooting bricks. Steph was like no, no, they want no. I, I saw I saw the last part of the game. They really wanted to win. I thought the Warriors. Warriors always to want to win. They're always like, oh, in the fourth quarter, suddenly everything will just go. And I hate that. Now, I mean, I hate that as, like, this happens when you play pickup also, right? Suddenly, like, the team has been, like, playing really bad. And suddenly they start, all their shooters just start chucking these twos and they go in. And you're like, ah, God, my entire six-point lead has become four-point lead. Then two-point lead, I think, okay, I can't do this. Warriors, my point was that, I think Warriors also don't want to play the Suns in the first round because they won't have home court advantage and they are playing like dog shit on the road. Hmm. And you don't want to go up against Kevin Durant. Like, you ideally don't want to go up against him. Especially... Also, you know, but it'll be a good matchup, right? Warriors versus the Suns. Oh, like, like Kevin for Durant, us, that's the best, that's, that's the best uh, first round matchup. Like, I would have said yeah. uh, Suns versus Clippers because it's a uh, Westbrook versus KD in the playoffs for the first time. But no, um, no. I feel like KD versus the Warriors will be a better. Yeah. Chris Paul on the side, like KD aiding Chris Paul and Memphis versus uh, Pelicans. I mean, Memphis versus whoever Clippers. that last set. Mavs or Clip, not Clippers. Memphis is number two, so it'll be number seven. I feel Clippers will want to play the Sacramento or or Memphis. I think Clippers playing Sacramento is probably the best thing for them. Because yeah. that is probably the only first round matchup that they have. Six seed is the best seed. Six seed is the best seed to get it, mm. and I think it will come down to the last day, 
because like people will decide whether they have to lose or win that game whichever mm-hmm. game they're going to play on the last day all of this we are talking about but we have not discussed the mavs uh, for me definitely one of the one of the most disappointing teams in this entire year i enjoyed it a lot i think that it made every, it made me so happy cuz carry just carry just annoys me man i don't know why uh, I know. I, I I used to keep I I used to keep reposting that reel of ours whenever Mavs lose and Kyrie is there. I'm I like, that, yeah. here here is here this just like I, I think just we have built and, it to like three thousand uh, views. And now like, like you don't hear from the so Kyrie perfect. supporters. The, the Kyrie fans have all quieted down. Not a thing. Like before, we used to put a put up like an anti Kyrie post, and like everyone's like, "Oh, Kyrie, how do you?" No, do Kyrie is a magician. Kyrie is a god with the ball. He's a ball on a string. He's got uh, moves to the left and the right at this level. But he's taken down to a Luka. But now, there from what I've heard from my sources, which is the internet, is that uh, Mark Cuban wants to re-sign Kyrie in this summer because he's a free agent this summer. So they are looking to pay him. Oh my God. Money. Like you even keep talking about this loyalty and this and that and all that, and then he goes and signs Kyrie Irving. Like he's not even loyal to his own thoughts. Why would you get such a ball dominant person next to Luca? Are you trying to cha- get him to change his like thing? They both take like some seventy percent of the shots, and like even when they make it, that defense is absolute dog shit. Uh, absolute they, dog shit. They have they have absolutely no clue what to do on like the. High pick and rolls. They have no idea what how to defend I mean, the three. I mean, I think I think Bill Simmons was saying that like like if if you don't score a hundred and thirty on on the Mavs team, are you even an NBA team? It's like how, that's how bad their defense is. Like if you if you can't score a hundred and thirty against that bad defense, are you even an NBA team? I mean, the worst offense in the league, the Miami Heat, put up like one thirty points against the Mavs. Moving on, Vinith, the NBA and the NBA. Players Association recently agreed on a seven-year collective bargaining agreement. This basically governs what the revenue split will be, new rules which come in. Uh, a lot of talk, I think, when the whole mental health thing and the injuries thing had happened. Ben Simmons saying that I want to be traded, like players demanding trade from teams and all that. That was one of the major contentions, that that would be one of the major stipulations in the new collective bargaining agreement. But I guess they did not come to an agreement on that. Like the major things that have come into effect is there has been a second luxury tax blockade added. And if you cross that threshold also, there are major, uh, you cannot re-add teams, you cannot send more money out than you bring in. And a lot of technical details are there, which is good for our financial uh, basketball fans. But uh, basically, there used to be one luxury tax. And after that, you, the, uh, if you go above it, then there is nothing else. You just pay more money for every amount of money that more you spend. Money, yeah. yeah. But now there is another luxury cap on top of that, 17.5 million addition. After that, also, if you go up, then you can't do a lot of things that you were allowed to do. Like uh, Golden State Warriors would not have been able to do last year's uh, championship run without Andrew Wiggins or whatever they did they would not be able to do that in the future which is yeah I mean I I understand a little bit of it but uh, implications are a little beyond my understanding what I do understand is there will be an in-season tournament most probably from next year onwards that in-season tournament will have will be part of the regular season four uh, eight teams will be participating in that and those matches will happen in Las Vegas. There'll be like a sort of final four, like a separate tournament which happens there. 
So hmm. I think a couple of teams will play more than 82 games, but the remainder of them will play 82 games itself. Um, and along with that, we, they have put the limitations on the players. I mean, they must play at least 65 games in order to be eligible for the for the awards, for the season-ending awards. All NBA teams. Uh, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, whatever it is, you have to play at least 65 games to be eligible for it. Also, it's a little bit weird, but the players can now invest in the NBA and the WNBA as well as promote or invest in sports betting slash uh, medical marijuana companies. Um, mm. So, as a, as a person who wants to be rich or as a person who understands these things, you need You don't want what, to be rich. Actually. Some good. I don't want to be rich. I would like to be rich. There's a difference. Like want to be rich, but then you will be like work hard towards it, and you have the ambition and drive. Like, oh, I want to be rich. Let me try it. Mm-hmm. I would like to be rich. Is like I would just like a bunch of money to fall into my lap so that I can be like, hey man, I'm rich now. Right. Okay, Vinny. Good points about the CBA. Some bad points about the CBA. What are your overall thoughts about uh, this thing? Overall thoughts, I think, are fine. I think that I'm not very happy about the. Positionless awards, uh, mostly because of legacy sake, and also because it was the big men were already a dying dying breed, you know. And I think like this will make it even worse because guards are going to be more and more important as NBA progresses, just given the speed and three pointers and all that stuff. And so I think it'll just be like I don't know. I feel like just for legacy purposes, they should have at least kept one guard. One forward as like mandatory, and then rest they could have just, you know, done whatever they wanted to. So I think the biggest problem was like that one extra. Like you can't f- create like which NBA team has no forwards. Very, f- I don't even think of it. I can't even think of anybody. No, every right. team has a forward. Are you talking about a center? No. So so this is what I think. I think you should have had two guards, two forwards, and one wild card. That wild card can be anybody. It can be a guard or a forward or a center, whatever it is. I mean, I think the majority of the NBA's top players are all guards. Like there are forwards who are good, but they are not like top guards. So you're essentially punishing a guard because of these number system. I I agree that if you made it one guard, one forward, and then three wild cards, I'm okay with it because you do need those uh, forwards a bit. But I think there are a lot of uh, see, Giannis, Embiid. Durant, Jokic. I mean, they are all f- like forwards, right? There, there, there. They, they, sh- they'll be on most all NBA teams, anyways. Mm. But then you have Luca, who is a guard. You have uh, Steph. You have uh, Jamorant. Um, like all the Leonard, Kawhi Leonard is also a forward. Like I, I think it is fine. I one and one, and then three wild cards would have been fine. But I think the era is right now is of positionless basketball. We ha- it's not that there is a dirt. It is a positionless, positionless basketball, but there are still positions. That's why I say I think that the concept of position is a very old NBA concept. I think that concept that need not exist I, I, in today's I, NBA. I disagree. I mean, we have a six foot nine, six foot seven, three one green playing center. Yeah, but that's just but your, what you're what you're saying is that like that's what I'm saying. There's positionless basketball, which is like. I can be a seven footer who is a assist guy like Jokic, but I'm still a center. Yeah. My position is still at the center. Yes, I can. I don't have to do what my position determines me to do, which is how it used to be before. You know, if you're a small guy. No, but they, you know, they are not. See, these are these are not 
teams which are playing right like this is just a like just a visualization of it like i'm saying the entire concept of saying that this person is a guard this is a forward this is center the center position has lost its meaning completely the ball doesn't nobody plays uh, put it to the post and let this big man dominate right. and then philip plays that. that's like, how philip plays that's that's the only team this is an exception what how that's how bucks play. plays with the generation I don't think Bucks would play. Give the ball to the center. Bucks play. Give the ball to Yanis. Let him drive to the. The only thing is Yanis is not in the center. Is on the elbow. That's the only difference. Yeah, but that is the difference. Why? Why would you? Why would you be like there should be one talentless center? I mean, not that in see in today's NBA, if you put those all three all NBA teams, I don't think there are three good centers in the NBA to be like we deserve it over the guards and the forwards. So now. Like because the good players will always come to the top. Like the cream always rises. I th- I don't think positions are required in today's NBA because it doesn't make any sense because the league does not play that way. Then yeah, that league, no, that nobody is, in the league. Yeah, you are right. That you are not wrong. But that depends on the team, right? Like it depends on the player and depends on the team, depends on the system. Like I I just feel like if you are if you are Steph and you are in the Warriors. Like there is a very high likelihood that your your forwards and your center will be less dominant, so that you can have more space. Mediocre. Yeah. Okay. And that's fine. Right. But then those team, those players will go somewhere else. See, Christian Wood uh, on the Rockets, he was an absolute boss uh, in the beginning of the season. MVP talk. I mean, that was just me. But still, uh, and then now he's the sixth man on the Mavs. <laughs> I mean, that obviously means that his role has changed. But that doesn't mean that his talent has gone down. But that mm. does mean that his numbers are down, which means that he's probably never going to get an All NBA consideration as long as he plays six man on the Mavs. Mm. But Jokic, Giannis, Embiid, all those Bam Adebayo, even I can't even Bam right, like he's mm. a dominant center for what he plays. The ball doesn't go through him. Like there's no reason to specifically set a spot aside for him just because he's a center. Like that's what I mean. Okay. I think positionless. Is what they do, and that's how they will continue to play. I don't think any time in the future it's going to change. Like, did, did you hear that quote about uh, Kareem saying that I want to go across the bay and slap uh, Steph for putting the three, uh, like you know, using the three so effectively now that everybody just wants to shoot threes. Where somebody asked him, uh, has any any player come up to you and asked you how can I shoot the sky hook better or mm-hmm. how can I like score better in the post and all that? He said, "Nowadays, all people want to do is like any. If anything, I have three. It has to rhyme with three. I mean, I, I have to agree with him a little bit. Like, man, chucking this is so painful. Like, it's just it takes away the joy it's so of playing. It's so unimaginative. It's yeah, it's so unimaginative. And it doesn't like include everybody too much. You know, it's just like okay, you take the ball down, kind of like I don't know. No, I feel the Warriors are the only team who have put some imagination into getting those threes. Every other team is like, if I get." Like two feet of distance, I'm gonna shoot, and then I will see what happens. And that is the frustrating part. I don't think the Warriors shooting threes is bad because they are a good shooting team. It's those bad shooting teams, which is like 25 of the 30 NBA teams which are shooting. No, but those I are the ones. Forget the NBA. I don't care about the NBA. I don't care about the NBA. I'm talking about like before it used to be like okay, like you go to you go to play pick up like people would get touches, you know, like people would be like okay. Now you're playing, you're playing like and and not everybody was a good three point shooter at that time. Now everyone's a good three-pointer. Absolutely. And so, like games finish faster. Yeah. There's no time to come back because, like, you just three There's shots no game defense. over. No defense at all. No at defense least before at all. when you had to like take the ball. Highlights. Yeah. 
yeah when at least before when you to take the ball and like do something like you could defend there was some some amount of like comeback you know that you could do now the guys will just mm. uh, do a hezy and pull up and done they they shoot the shot and if it doesn't go in it's a long rebound so the defending team is also like behind the ball you can't get it it's terrible do you do you play pick up now i don't play pick up i mean the last time i played pick up was in luxembourg paris uh paris no not paris before paris i was somewhere south carolina yeah, luxembourg north yeah carolina. i played in luxembourg yeah, yeah sorry my bad there's like six people eight people i remember it's like all kids right i mean kids as in like you know 19 year olds <laughs> um fast big strong um and i think i was playing i, was, I think it was 3 on 3 and there was this one guy on the other team who was very good like he was really really good and i was old man like you know i was i'm, I'm and i i don't go to play regularly also so but you know me i like to defend so i said okay fine i'll get him so i i completely locked him up but he also wasn't playing to his full power you know he was also like kind of because he knew that if he plays really well the game is over which is true like he was really really good so for most of the time and then he just then finally he just got is like okay that's it and then he just like he finished the game in like three shots like all three pointers tat 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 over done and i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> the times yeah. they are changing yeah, yeah. like it, like th- there's nothing i could have done like there was no defense i could have pulled on him uh, maybe if yeah, in my young like maybe in my younger have, days like, good offense that's only defense maybe in my younger days i could have like done something to to stop him but he wasn't even like waiting for a pass like be- before what used to happen is the three point shooters were not the people that were uh initiating the ball so yeah. a way to stop them however effective they are is to just make sure they don't get the ball that's easy to do like easier to do yeah. but now these people can handle they initiate the offense especially in half court they just start they get that free one pass one pick boom shoot over yeah. done exactly you can't do anything yeah. over like once you get one once you get a pick there's really nothing you can do right like if one guy comes and gives you a pick at the start of the key, like you know, you pass the ball you wait mm. for him the other guy comes or sometimes they would double screen and then it's just you can't move and you can't and he gets open space gone and it's not like we are a team where like the other person knows that he has to rotate and guard or anything uh-huh. yeah so it's, it's a game over very quickly so uh-huh. the only way to defend is is not by defense it's by you playing like shooting Better, yeah. so now i take a That's lot it. of threes in the yeah. game that's the only way there's no other way no you other. can't uh, defend them you have to hope for them to miss but then you have to hope, hope that you get the, you shot get the rebound because yeah. they are tired and then you make that shot and then that's the only way it's the only way to beat this offense is through your offense that's a no sad offense. part of it very i mean positional basketball apart uh, what do you feel about the uh, the the ability of the nba players to be investing in the nba and the wnba sports betting may they are I didn't really understand much about it I didn't understand much about the investing in the NBA part uh, but no. yeah I mean I think those restrictions into betting and all ideally it's not a good thing but um, in this era of empowerment to everybody you know it's like everyone needs to be empowered um, so I think I think that will be difficult to like actually make it make a you know 
a logical argument against like hey you can't invest in this betting company because it's conflict of interest you know no but, but that that's what I, i was thinking that i i don't think a betting company makes money whether like the individual the retail bettors whether they win or lose right the house always wins that's the kind of mm. thing that i'm i've observed in my uh, 5000 rupees of loss in the dream 11 career as well oh really like, loss huh uh i i i told myself that here is 5000 rupees i have no use for it let me put it in here if i make some money off of it great if i don't then it's a great sign for me to never go into the second so 5000 rupees I, I lost when, 5, when i won some money then i mean then, I mean, whatever, then whatever i won i eventually lost it all so beginners luck you got and then you lost everything ha ah, exactly so it's um, i mean I, i i understand that betting is it's a representation of who you are as a person more than purely the science of betting right like you can win a million one day and then lose 10 million because you thought that oh if i won one million one time i can always go and win it again so i mean it, it's a it's a it's a test of your mental fortitude which i don't have much of mm. so betting is a horrible thing for me especially when they market it under the guise of this is a skill game whatever happens you're going to make money because people are stupid i am saying that it's not a very good ethical decision from the nba because you should not be encouraging betting even though it is legal in the us and i'm sure it's legal in certain states and all that sort of thing is fine but from an ethical point of view i think it's not a very good decision and i understand that okay. you should allow people to make their own mistakes and uh, if that's the case ban alcohol yeah, and also empower 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 sabko jo karna hai jo there's this absolutely like one of the most hilarious things that i've seen okay on i think it was a family guys Excuse me ma'am, no porn at the bar. Oh, it's okay. I'm transgender. Oh, I I had no idea. Do whatever you want all the time. <laughs> oh my god, we have, we have this is a very uh, controversial very episode. episode. <laughs> very cancelable episode. No, but but uh, I mean that that's the way that the, the way that they put it is that rules don't apply to I'm not talking about transgender people per se but I'm just talking about the special interest groups it's like mm-hmm. the rules that society has been living with for so long is just completely it's a meaningless uh, topic for them they will do whatever the hell they want and you just have to empower them and because you cannot silence them <laughs> on the topic of looking up let's talk about the audience questions i have got the questions here with me okay i will so we've got others others our main man others shivram asking are we going to see a suns versus lakers playoff and does that mean lbj versus kd after 7 years i don't know man i feel like i don't really care about this matchup anymore they're kind of old except for kd i mean kd will destroy lebron at this point i think at this point one on one you know i was not willing to give up my dirk best shooter best scorer of all time uh but i think kd is has taken that mantle my only thing with kd is that he's never been in a team where he had to truly carry a team and so like some of his statistical numbers seem a bit off because he's always played with extremely good players like not just like you know these good players but like ex- they are extremely good players like hall of famers in their peaks 
So that's my thing against KD, but you can't really take away the eye test. Like he's just when he pulls up, it's like. Uh, Champ thirty five asks: Are the Warriors serious contenders for the title? No. You don't think so? Serious contenders? No. I mean, I, I, I think they for them every series is about just winning one road game. That's it. That is their aim for the series. Because I think they're yeah, unbeatable yeah, at yeah. home, and I think they are extremely unwinnable at at the road. So it's like where does no. this stop? I won't say I won't I say strong contenders. Game. Do they have a do have do they have a decent possibility of repeating what they did last year? Yeah, no, I think they are good enough to get to the finals. That's what, what I feel. I think they can yeah. easily. Be, I think they can beat the Nuggets. I think they can beat. I think they can beat any of the teams that are there because Wiggins is going to come back. Uh, the shooters are going to shoot, and I, I think everything is going to mesh together by then. I mean, do I think they will win? The best strong so probability, Come on, how can you how can you say strong probability? I just don't think they are a strong contender. They are a contender, like they are, like like for example, like. I mean, which, which team are they really badly matched up against? Which team do you think they are really badly matched up against? They are not a good team, man. The Warriors are no, not I'm a good team. Road they road. have no defense on the guard position. So any they team that has that has some good defense. guards, they know. But that's what I'm saying. Who do you think is a bad, like a really horrible matchup for them? Like they have no chance. Clippers. No, Clippers have like they don't have any sort of understanding within themselves only. Like Paul George is also not there. He's probably not Clippers, Nuggets. I don't think Nuggets. Nuggets is a joke. Nuggets just uh, defeated them. Ah, but that that doesn't count. No, no, those that doesn't count. Golden State was playing a must win. Golden State was playing a must win game. Okay. And Nuggets were Nuggets didn't even guard their best. Warriors lost to Warriors have lost to like really bad teams. I'm saying. In the playoffs, when they know that their season is up for uh, getting eliminated, I think they are going to stop Jokic. And I, I don't think that the Nuggets have enough playmakers. Like, unless Jamal Murray shows up, I don't think they have chance. That's what I feel. Because Draymond Green and Kevon Dooney gone lock up. Highly disagree. Highly disagree. Okay, okay. Fine. We'll go to the next question. And Ninad23 asks, most underrated role players according to you? Uh, Bain. Desmond Bain. Desmond Bain. Mm. Brooke Lopez. I think Aaron Gordon is pretty underrated. Aaron Gordon, yeah. Aaron Gordon. Mm. Brooke Lopez was in contention for like defensive player of the year. Yeah, but still uh, very underrated in that sense. Um, like he provides a lot of protection for Giannis. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. Like he 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 cleans up a lot of Giannis's mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, silently, you know, like you don't really see it. Um, then I would say, um, which team I'm looking at? I'm looking at Nuggets, Memphis. Sacramento. I mean, I, I think I know, for me, I, I I've always been a huge fan of Norman Powell, Toronto days. Uh, but I mean, his impact is not that much. I mean, his impact is sort of less, but I think he's a he's like he's a very good player who okay. deserves a little okay. bit more playing time. I can see that. Mm, and then on the East, you got Tyrese Maxey. No, but Tyrese Maxey is okay. okay. It's properly rated. Properly rated. Properly rated. Properly. Yeah. Yeah, I think these are the kind of underrated. We need Vishnu asks the most 
underrated side going into the business end of the season like the uh, the team which will uh, turn it up a bit in the postseason i mean in this postseason which you are, like sneakily will do this thing what do you i think the you? only contender for that is the lakers because the dog shit that they played before this i think they can really turn it around like getting arrested lebron uh sore of heavy ad and and that and that absolutely beautiful young young team young squad which can run up and down and cover up lebron's defensive mistakes ad's efforts and all that i think lakers probably the most dangerous side like the side which has the most uh, upside i would say Mm. Not a very like good side. I I still don't believe by the Lakers. I think the Cavs. I think the Cavs have a very good chance. They are very well rounded team. Mm-hmm. Um, they are very well rounded team. So I think like if they catch a break, they can just destroy any team uh, in a playoff series very handily. I mean, they've got Mitchell. They have all the ingredients. I I I don't know, but I I feel it's a sign of disappointment that we are talking about them as a. like a underachieving team which is going to over well, because, because the east that the top 3 teams in the east are very good like mm-hmm. extremely good probably the three best teams in the league right now are the top 3 teams in the east okay i mean that's a fair enough answer the griffindor g asks every year there seems to be a new criteria for league mvp what would your final criteria be most valuable player generally is the person that makes everybody on the team better in different ways right um it can be either through assists it can be through phenomenal gravity like steph you know like what what that person does creates everything for that team um he's not ideally the mvp is not like a singular contributor like i don't think kd is mvp material he's singularly very 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 good but his game does not affect the rest. like he's a great cog to put into a team and say like here is 30 points at the highest efficiency you can get yeah. right but his gameplay does not create this like steph creates this like tornado right he's running around he's just breaking the defense up you know deconstructing it and then shooting at a high level again yeah yeah so it's a very different so like that makes him an mvp caliber player um so that's number one second is has to be winning you know like very few times you can actually point out like i think the russell westbrook or let's say even the jokic where they were like the six seed or something unless your team is completely crap like completely like you know like really bad and you are still winning games you're still competing and you're still raising the level that's the only time where if you're not a top 3 seed you should not be considered in the mvp race and then i think the third criterion would be i mean for me it is games played the best way you can have impact on a player and be more valuable to a player is to your team is by playing the games for your team to win for me those are the three main criterion like okay uh, thanks so much guys for the questions uh, it's been a long podcast uh, once again work for me but uh, thank you so much this has been a lot of fun we will catch you guys again next week or the week after that or wherever it is we'll catch you guys next time till then like share subscribe do all the jazz and until the next episode we need say bye bye bye